to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Hello, everybody. This is the third episode of 2023. We're about ready to crank it up. I don't know if you noticed, but it looks like we got the attention of the censorship police. That means we're doing the right thing. Hey, listen, we'd like for you to sign up for our newsletter, so drop your name and your email about ready to go. My name is Chris, and you're listening to Constitution Commandments. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. I had to get my dang Bluetooth plugged up. But anyway, yeah, uh, this CBDC is a bad thing, and people really need to start preparing for that. It is definitely coming. What got me started doing this was the study on this CDVC with the central bank digital currency. And I went back and started studying the Federal Reserve Act last night. And I don't understand legal jargon the way lawyers will tell you legal jargon is supposed to be understood. But to me, it's simple English. And in 1913, Woodrow Wilson pretty much told the country, you just got took, period. And look, this is crazy stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know how much you know about what was going on back then, but uh, in 1895 was the last time that our country leaned on a wealthy tycoon to bail this country out. Yeah. And that was J.P. Morgan. He was the last one to bail the country out as, as an individual. But, but, boy, J.P. Morgan. <laughs> yeah, he went <clears throat> and started back in, 19, in 1910, I believe it was, 1908, somewhere around in there. He got together with a bunch of other people, bankers, investment bankers, you want to call them, rich people. And they had these little secret meetings all over Europe in the capital of every European country and had several meetings even here in the United States. And in those meetings, what they were doing was devising a plan for the Federal Reserve. And for those who might be confused, the Federal Reserve is not your friend. As a matter of fact, it's not even a government institution. Let's get better than that. It's not even really a Federal Reserve. It is the central bank. The very one Putin doesn't want in his country. The very one we didn't have in this country up until 1913. We call it the Federal Reserve, make it sound like First National Bank. That is a Federal Reserve Bank. That's actually a central bank, which is not our friend. And I found out a lot of weird stuff about this thing, this institution. Do you, do you know who the board members are, the board of governors? At the moment, I don't let us know that Yeldon was appointed as the Fed. Yeah, but I don't know who the board members are. I know they're all bankers. Yep. And if you ever hear about them, you may not even know that they... Yeah. If you hear about them, you don't know that's who they are because they're only going to give you your first name. They don't want to be known. Yeah. Now, see, that raises red flags with me already. If I can't know who you are, why do I want to do business with you? You don't have a choice. Yeah. 
there's not a bank in this country that has a choice, really. You know, and back in 1913, when Congress actually ratified this bill, or actually in 1912, all these investment bankers and wealthy rich folk who had been involved with all these meetings, secret meetings, by the way, they brought this bill to Congress, basically told Congress they, would need, they needed to sign it. On thing was they didn't have to push too hard because a couple of those bankers were in Congress. Amazing. But basically, yeah. once the bill was signed, any bank that was operating at that time, they had 90 days to become apply and become a member of the federal banking system. Or they lost their charter. I didn't know that. There's no, such, there's... there's no such thing as banking at a bank that's not tied into the Federal Reserve. And so this is another thing that people have to go back to the understanding of the purpose of the central bank. And we got the Federal Reserve. And, but the Federal Reserve countries is have, the central bank. Well, that's is... what I'm saying. And other countries have their central banks and they're not called the federal reserve they're called whatever that country has deemed them but the purpose of the central banks is control what they do is they go in and they promise developing third world countries and even first world developed countries <coughs> to either cover their debt or to build bridges infrastructure water production facilities, things like that. And then they attach such an ungodly interest rate. You'll never pay it back. That it can, yeah, it can never be paid back. And the central bank is what it's doing is it is taking in collateral the natural resources of that country. So to include its people. Right. So the purpose behind the central bank and so my, why so many world leaders have rejected them is because the central bank comes in, they enslave you. That's well, what it, it is. Look, if you go it's, on the Federal Reserve website, okay, their website, this is on the website, it says official title, but if you look at the address bar, this is called their preamble. It's an act to provide for the establishment of Federal Reserve banks to furnish an elastic currency to afford means of rediscounting commercial paper to establish a more effective supervision of banking in the United States and for other purposes. Now, that is so wide open. I would never sign a contract like that. Yeah. It's too wide open. Yeah. And we don't even and know who's running it. And Nobody does, but right. they're all in cahoots with each other, and that is the plan, is to put all the citizens of all the nations of the world in servitude. That's it. And Which is exactly done, what started with the Rothschilds, with Nathan Rothschild, when he bought up, he actually sold out all his stocks so that the stocks, all the stocks would go down. And when they did, he said there's people out to buy up everything. Then he owned yeah. all the currency in England. That is why when you look at the royal family, they don't hold the power. They have no power whatsoever. No. The crown is actually in a glass case in the middle of London somewhere. That's where the power is because it's owned by the Rothschilds. Every now and again, they'll let poor the queen die. They let her wear the crown every now and again. I, huh? 
not anymore. She's dead. Well, she's but dead. But I'm just saying that. I haven't yeah, seen Prince Charles yet. The... King Charles, whatever he is now. He ain't worn it yet, yeah. I don't think, has he? No, I don't think so. But, yeah, when they talk City of London, that is also a corporation. It's not. That's well, right. It's not even a cor- it, but it is one of the big threes that run the world. That's right. And see, that's what, when I found out that England had already turned in all of their paper currency in exchange for this polymer digital currency, well, that happened a couple months ago. They had a deadline to turn theirs in. A lot of people didn't believe me when I was telling them. That was actually pretty widely known on any news channel, really. But people didn't believe that. They don't even believe that the queen didn't hold power. She is. The royal family is powerless to do anything without the crown, which is two separate entities altogether, which makes sense why our country's been running like it has been since 1913, because we've basically been under, we've been under British rule pretty much ever since the founding of the country. (laughs) Yeah, ever since the Revolutionary War. And that's why... All this other information that I started learning recently about how we're under interstate commerce rules or interstate commerce law didn't make any sense to me because the government wants us to believe we're still under the Constitution. But ever since 1913, we have been operating this country just like England operates its country because we've been under their authority ever since the founding of the country. So That's right. And the bar, the British attorney's... Registry. That's right. Everything is dictated by British authority. Yeah. British authority. That's it. You know, we can go a little deeper than that, too. All of the media outlets in this country, before they were all completely controlled by five people, literally five people, everyone, huh? Or six, but it's five or six. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're watching news, you're watching what belongs to. Five or six different individuals, <laughs> and they're all buddy in these secret meetings that keep happening. And guess what? They're all implanted with a with somebody from British Intel. That's who controls yeah. your information. And the CIA. CIA is pretty much under British Intel rule. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. Sullivan, you know, when in that book, Conspirators Hierarchy. I had no idea Ed Sullivan was anything more than a guy that brought people like Pelvis Freshly and the Beatles and the Doors on his show when really he was the one that went and met the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. To figure out how to package and market the Beatles to come over here so that the CIA and the FBI could actually start handing out acid and drugs into the country. Let me give you another one. You know who Bob Woodward is? Yeah. Or do you know what he was before he became a reporter at the Washington Post? Yeah, he was British Intel, wasn't he? Naval Intelligence. And do you know how he got moved to the Washington Post? Do you know what event happened? No, I don't know that. Whitewater with Nixon. That makes sense. Watergate. Yeah. Yep. He was the one that ran the first story in the Washington Post about Watergate. And the break-in at the Watergate office building or hotel, do you know who the five perpetrators were? Yeah, they were foreign nationals, but they were uh, all, all, they were CIA they were assets. CIA agent, yeah. Yeah, they were all <laughs> CIA assets. Uh-huh. Which 
naval intelligence works closely with Very the CIA. Close. Everything in this country is a show, and yep. it is all social engineering at the basics, and it's all done to manipulate and to direct us where they want us to be and how they want us to be. That's right. <laughs> that is exactly right. And that's, that's now, let's go watch way. that further. Let me go ahead and step up on into my little conspiracy theory that everybody keeps telling me I need to shut up about. For years, they tell me, you need to shut up about this. You need to shut up about this. John F. Kennedy assassination. That was so enriched <laughs> with CIA assets and planning. British Intel was in on that, too. And George Bush was right, right there overseeing the dead gun thing. And J, JFK, and you got to think of it this way, too, because the J, JFK, one of the big things that he was trying to do was abolish the CIA. Which is why he established the uh, special forces. Yeah, but the CIA couldn't have him abolish. Oh, no, it couldn't work anymore if he did that. Yeah. So it's. But he was actually grabbing a bigger bull by much bigger horns, I think, than even he realized. Of course he did, but he did right, right by forming the special operations. So he knew there was a lion behind the bars. He just didn't know the appetite of the lion. That's right. <laughs> he knew what was there. He just didn't know what was there. He called it the secret group, the secret organizations that, that desire to rule the world. Yeah. That was, I'm, I would imagine that was the extent of even his knowledge. And for people who think that the president of the United States is the most powerful man in the world, you can hang that idea up. Yeah. He's presented as the most yeah. powerful man in the world, which once again is social engineering. It's a farce. They're giving you a perception of what mm -hmm. they want you to think. It's the illusion of safety. That's yeah. exactly what that is. And look, how many times have we talked about Ronald Reagan? I've always said that my favorite president, I wasn't even old enough to vote for. And sadly, when he took office, he didn't even appoint his own cabinet, which I didn't know. That was scary to me to find out Ronald Reagan didn't even get to appoint his own cabinet. It was appointed for him. And he was presented with a list of instructions of what he could and could not do as president. Now, if the president of the United States is supposed to be the most powerful man in the world, I would think he could stomp on the floor and the earth will crack. You would think. And he but sure he, as hell wouldn't need to ask permission. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the commander-in-chief is just like every one of his subordinates who would say, sometimes it's better to ask forgiveness than to wait for permission. Yeah, I think that he, was Trump's. I think that was Trump's ideology. I do believe so. A lot of people got real pissed off at Trump for that, too. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. He made me nervous when he did it, but that was because he went outside the purview of safety or what we'd presume to be safe. And I'm glad he did, to be honest with you, because I think that opened the country's eyes to a lot of things. No, it did. I think it did more than just open the country's eyes. I think it opened the world's eyes. I think... A lot of the, I don't want to even really say rebellion, a lot of the world, the people of the world's stance and arguments nowadays is that they see the government 
doing things that go directly against them. Exactly. And I don't think that would have happened. if it, Sure, there's always been nations where the people had revolted against the powers to be, but not in the way it has been lately. Yeah, not like this. So I think Trump did a lot more than just open the eyes of Americans. I think he really stimulated an eye-opening ordeal worldwide about this powerful cabal that intends to dominate the world and lead all of the people of the world into servitude. I think he really showed everybody. Oh, he did that indeed. It's just, it's really scary what's happening right now. And and anybody who's listening and doesn't know what scary is or thinks you know what scary is, let me put it that way. If you think you're going to be scared, you ain't got a clue. Fixing to find out, though. Fixing to find out. Yeah. And all the things, for instance, I'll say this, all the people who told me to shut up about conspiracy theories that I've had about JFK, I didn't just derive these theories because I didn't like the fact that JFK got assassinated. I did a lot of research on JFK's assassination, starting with the Warren Commission. And be advised, the Warren Commission is not even worth toilet paper value. Yeah. It is garbage. And Gerald Ford sat on that commission. Did you know that? I did. And that was the sole reason he was enough. He was the first president that was not elected to anything other than Congress or Senate. And that's something. Congress. Yeah. He was installed. Hence yep. Bob Woodward. Hence the CIA. Because JFK was going to abolish the CIA. The Warren Commission. They were all about the cabal, per se. That was their whole thing. That was their whole agenda. Yeah, and that's why that son of a gun got appointed the dang presidency. He was the only person offered. Oh, and look, check this out. This is another name that I have grown to just about want to puke every time I hear his name. And he was actually one of our Secretary of State. The name Henry Kissinger rings a bell, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. I guess who yeah. was appointed as chair to oversee the investigations of 911. Yeah, there you go. And he was immediately, not immediately, he was immediately appointed as chair by George Bush, by the way. And, and soon thereafter, was had, he had to be removed as the chair because of the stink that so many people raised about Henry Kissinger. But bear in mind now, Henry Kissinger pretty much single-handedly assassinated two world leaders. Yep. And, but nobody knows about that, do they? No. And these people, even the 388 legislators that were on that Brunson case, that were listed as defendants on the Brunson case, to include, by the way, Vice President Kamala Harris, President or Resident Joe Biden, and the ex-Vice President Mike Pence, who, by the way, is buying the presidency in 2024, and it's looking like he's going to be guaranteed a presidency because of his work with the cabal. These I don't know if we can say he would be guaranteed the presidency. We can't be. 
he in his in mood, his eyes in his eyes he was he was pretty much promised that he would get all the electoral votes he needed to be president if he did not kick the votes back to the states for a recount. And what did he do? He certified the votes. Yeah. Now he's been telling he's been telling the nation everywhere he goes that he did what he thought was constitutionally right. Unfortunately, some people do read the Constitution, Mr. Pence. You messed up. You didn't go. You have a, yeah, when you have a hundred congressmen come up and say point blank that and that they had evidence of I don't care how flimsy the evidence was, and the only reason I say flimsy is because these were most oh, of the investigations were done by private citizens more than the government because the government didn't want to touch it. And the evidence can <laughs> but, be as flimsy as you want to call it, but most of it came from what? Whistleblowers. Well, affid- well, that, yeah, and sworn affidavits under the threat of perjury. So a sworn affidavit is as good as hard physical evidence. That's right. And because... There were a hundred congressmen that came and a mixture of congressmen and senators that said, no, there was election interference, whether it be called fraud or what. There was election interference by Constitution. They had to investigate, at least send it back. That's right. And that is in the Constitution. For those of you who have never read the Constitution, go read it. It's there. And you might want to read it for as long as it counts for anything, because pretty soon it won't count for anything at all. I've got my multiple copies of the Constitution. I maintain my copies, and for the rest of my days, I'm going to live by the Constitution. That's right. I don't care about anything else, because any law made or passed that goes against the Constitution is null and not a law. (laughs) And, And the Constitution does say that, too. And in very plain however old English it may be, it's very plainly stipulated that anything written that violates the Constitution as it stands is like, it doesn't count. It's out of bounds. That's right. It, and, and it really wasn't old English back then. It was just none. a better use of English. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think so, yeah. We were talking a little while ago about getting prepared for certain things, and I've had people come over here wanting to borrow my printer until I ran out of ink under the promise of, I'll help you buy ink. Well, guess what? <laughs> Nobody helped me buy ink. So I finally broke down and spent $85 on ink for my printer. When I probably should have just gone and bought a $50 printer. But I spent the money on my ink so I can do one thing and one thing only. I'm going to print out a copy or two of Sung Tzu's Art of War Got it on every digital device I've ever had. But now I'm going to have a hard copy of that. The Declaration of Independence. The Constitution of the United States. And I believe I'll be pretty well set for whatever comes afterwards. Besides the Bible, I've got a couple of hard copies of the Bible, so I'm not going to worry about printing that out. But those are the things that I'm going to keep on hand as hard copies. Because when all this digital stuff is no longer useful... Which I don't think it really is now, but when it gets to the point where it's no longer operational, I will still have everything I need to live out the rest of my life 
and as much peace as I could possibly live in. And I've also got 1984 and Animal Farm on that list. <laughs> yeah, I got all those books that you just mentioned, hard copies plus you those know, two. And that reminds me of uh, George Orwell, Orson Welles, British Intel. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> Yeah, but do you think that you just dreamed this stuff up? No, this stuff's been written about for years and years and years. Yeah, it wasn't prophetic. It was what they knew. Just, just like all these sci-fi movies everybody likes to watch about aliens. Oh, this alien, for example. Yeah. What's his name? Steven Spielberg actually went to the White House to, I guess, just to watch a movie with Ronald Reagan. He just happened to be E.T. During that movie. Ronald Reagan leans over to Steven Spielberg and he says, isn't it crazy that it's only the six people in this room that know this is really true? <laughs> the aliens do exist. I'm still up in the air on why we call them aliens. I don't think they're really aliens as we would like to presume aliens being from some Andromeda, whatever, some other galactics, galax, gal <laughs> galactica galaxy or some other star system or whatever i've told people ever since i got saved if you want to call them aliens that's fine because they're alien to us but i don't believe for any reason that god created all of this and wouldn't have created that's some it. other life form if he wanted to it's, but yeah. our bible says in the beginning doesn't talk about his beginning doesn't talk about all of his doings it talks hey, about what's important to us i got to get diesel so i'm going to be off screen for a minute but i'm still on my headset all right yeah i tell you what hold on all just right. one second hold on just one second all i'll be right back all right sorry about that saying my coffee cup has a much bigger hole than i remember yeah i'm getting ready to have to go in and take care of mine i guess it sprung a leak because i ran out yeah that's what i was saying happened to mine i don't know why it was empty just now but had to go refill it yeah but but yeah back to the um 13 aside from the fact that this act was actually passed this federal reserve act i think it was passed long before it made it to congress if you ask me but here's the oh question. i'm sure it was now, here's a question that I used to ask people all the time when I was doing work as a financial advisor. Here's the question. Are you going to get financial advice from somebody who is bankrupt? Not me. Okay, so apparently the leaders of our country couldn't keep us out of bankruptcy. For oh, whatever we're reason. working on a third time. <laughs> yeah. And is there a particular reason why we're still dependent on our country who can't seem to stay out of bankruptcy? Now, now bear in mind, you know, 45th president of the United States went bankrupt three times in his life. His corporation did. His corporation did. However, he also rebounded from his bankruptcy. Yeah. In other words, what he did was learned from the mistakes that put him into bankruptcy and didn't do those things again. But see, our country's leaders, no matter who they were, didn't learn from the mistakes that put them into bankruptcy. So they just kept going into bankruptcy. Yep. To me, that's a problem. But for the banking cabal, that wasn't a problem because they know how not to go into bankruptcy. 
The only problem is their interests are not our, our interests. interests. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. These are things we need to really be paying attention to. And it's good that the bankers know how not to go into bankruptcy, okay? That's wonderful. That's why they're bankers, okay? Or is it that they are bankers so they control how you go into bankruptcy? Could it be? It. All right. And that being the case, that simply translates into their interests don't belong or not our interests. So why would we even rely on these people at all? It doesn't make any sense at all. This is where we as a people need to come together and say, we don't want this. I'll forever say I am not a Putin supporter, but Putin's doing it right. Keep the central bank out of my financial system. Yeah, but we have created a nation to believe that cheap money is good money and easy money. and It's not. Yeah, it's not at all. You know, the all the way back to the first settlers that came here back in, what was this, 1490, right? 1495, somewhere around there. 1492. Yeah, so... These people came over here, and believe it or not, there weren't paved roads. There was no TV. There was no video games and all that kind of stuff. It was wilderness, pretty much. And they had to start from nothing. There were no houses built. There was no infrastructure. There was nothing. If they wanted horses, they had to go out in the wild and capture a few and tame them. So yeah, that translates to... There's going to be hard work. There's going to be long hours of hard work. This is going to be a lot of having to trust the people you're around in the community. And your family is a place to start with learning how to trust people, learning hard work, learning how to be honest and that sort of thing. And in the rest of the community, you can pretty much trust them because they're doing the same thing. And you had to trust each other. If you wanted to survive, you had to trust each other. But nowadays... Yeah. We have allowed these outside sources to convince us that we don't even need to know each other. How do you trust someone oh, that's you don't gonna, know? Oh, that's going to change pretty soon. <laughs> that's going to change real soon. And that goes to why I went and spent this $85 on ink. If you ask me in this day and age, that is probably one of the wisest investments I have given into in the last 15 years because... When everything finally drops off the end of the earth, I'm going to have a copy of laws and other things that will help me either develop a community or live within a community where people can actually trust each other and live as peacefully as possible. Because there's not going to be a whole lot of peace living at the end of this little stretch. Oh, no, there's going to be mass chaos, violence, death, well, right. anarchy, to put it mildly. We'll be looking Portland, Oregon, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Chicago, New York, Atlanta is coming to a place near you. Most definitely. And I'll say this, if I went anywhere with, first of all, without the Bible, there's nothing good that's going to, that's going to come from that. And no. I've, I have said, since I started studying the constitution probably what, 20, 22 years ago, 25 years ago, whenever. It was, I couldn't believe that the Constitution was written 
almost like the Bible was written. That's why I call it the second greatest document ever penned by a human being because it offers the same thing the Bible does. Liberty and justice for all. And who could argue with that, really? Anybody that knows the Constitution really can't argue with that. They may not like it, but I think everybody needs to live in peace, really. And sometimes that comes Absolutely. with a little bloodshed. As bad as I hate to admit it, but we're human beings, and that's what we get to deal with. In a peaceful society, there will always be those among us who choose to not be peaceful. And you have to expect I, that. I'm not one that wishes to resort to violence at any time, but I'm also not one not that's going to shy it. away from it. No. Mm -hmm. And some people would say that I am quick to violence, which, like my like dad once thought that I was quick to get on one of our friends and I was like no this isn't something that just happened today right. this is something that I've looked and overlooked we've talked about it I've overlooked there comes a point where you have to draw the line you right. have to take action because inaction is also negative for a good wholesome living environment inaction leaves yeah. you open for all kinds of bad things. Leaves you open to tyranny. Pretty much. And uh, the, those, that type of thing right there are things that I've thought about a lot. I used to look at that and his ability to be able to read somebody's character. Wouldn't even meet him as far as I know. And he could label him. That's the type of person I don't want around me. And I've, always, I've often thought that granddaddy was quick to judge. Because he'd shake a man's hand. He could tell you right then, I don't like him. Yeah. And, but. You have to understand when thinking about granddaddy, you have to think about where he came from. He came from a time when people really did have to rely on each other. And when I say trust each other, you had to really believe that person next to you is somebody you could depend on. Yeah. And that came with dedication, hard work, and a lot of selflessness. But granddaddy met people in my generation that didn't experience any of that. So when he well, shook their hand... He knew most people that came through the depression had, a, had that ability. I was, that's right. They didn't choose to live during a time of depression, but the depression definitely molded their thoughts. It was their experience. So it taught them certain things. Thanks, man. And a lot of their perception and their perspectives were formed because of times like that. Worldview was formed through all that. And which is what surprised me. When I say surprised me, I don't even think that's really the right word. I would say more like shocked me. When Granddaddy had told me, I think I was 15 or 16, I told you this before, but Granddaddy had just out of the blue one day, he said to me, he said, I'm glad I'm not growing up in your generation. And I said, why? He said, because y'all got it hard. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Did I miss something? I was thinking about Granddaddy was born in the, what, he was born in 1912, I guess. But I don't think I don't anybody think really, knew. really No, they didn't really I Yeah, know. I don't think he doesn't even really know what his birthday was. Because I well, think the hospital that he was born in actually caught on fire or something. It was, a, yeah, the courthouse well, where his birth certificate was filed. Yeah, he wasn't born in a hospital, was he? Uh-uh. He was born by a midwife. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and he, uh, yeah, he really didn't know when he was born. He knew what his mother told him and his brothers and sisters apparently had a, their memories were a little 
screwed about when he was actually born. So he went by yep. what his mother told him. You still and, have? Yeah. But, but I'm sorry, you know, I cut off for a second. But I think about it. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. But when he told me that, it just really blew me away. And every time I was around Granddaddy, he inevitably would say something that would knock me off balance. And, but he would always fill in the gaps. Maybe not immediately, but he would fill in the gaps at some point. Yeah. And that was the only thing he ever said to me that I can remember that he didn't just fill in the gaps because he, I asked him, how can you say that we've got it hard? And even with me thinking my life sucks, even with that thinking, I knew somehow that my life couldn't be near as hard as granddaddy's was. And he just told, the only thing he told me, the only thing he ever told me was you'll find out soon enough. Yeah. So I don't know if he I'm, just, huh? I'm trying to figure out how much this glass mount for my phone is. It uh, was on an odd rack. I don't want to pay $40 for it, but since it ain't got a price tag on the rack, I'm wondering if it's free. It's free. Like 49. Let me see. It's 29 for the one in the cup holder, which, <clears throat> hold on a second. With call grip. That's cup holder. Why is one twenty nine and one is forty nine? Okay, I, I'm still with you, man. I'm getting ready to find out how much this thing is. I guess if I have to use points, I'll use them because I can't find a price on it. But go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was just saying. I don't know if Granddaddy just didn't know how to put it into words. What was go what made it so difficult for our generation, or? If he really just didn't know, you know what I'm saying? I think he was think very he insightful. Knew. Well, I think he knew. I just think he just didn't know how to say it or didn't, I'm not sure. And maybe that was just one of those things that he felt like I just needed to figure out on my own. Yeah. How many? Sure. Appreciate it. Oops. Sorry. Say again. Oh, it said accepted just a second ago. I had to slide it. Yeah, it gave me a card error there. Okay, well. All right. No, ma'am. Thank you. Yep, you too. Sorry about that, Chris. Seemed like last week I had a problem with the card reader, too. That's one of them tap readers, and I tried to tap it. Didn't work. I tried to slide it in because I got that chip on my card. And it's a card error. So I said, well, let me try the last resort. I swiped it. It said accepted. I grabbed my stuff and she said it didn't accept. I'm like, it just said accepted on there. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do it again. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But anyway, sorry about that. I, oh, it's all right. I'm, I'm guess I'm getting ready to provide a little better visual because I bought this damn window mount for my phone which i've been needing anyway for a long time and it, needless to say they usually run so much dang money that i've been sh shying away from the purchase yeah that makes sense 
So I guess I need to pull up out of the way so this guy behind me can get out of the fuel island. Because I don't want to be that guy. Always thoughtful. I try to be. All right. Try to be thoughtful. Try to be considerate. I fall short on many occasions, but. Yes, we all do. It is never intentional. Definitely why I carry a damn pocket knife with me everywhere I go. This damn thing got these big old beefy zip ties. Yeah. I guess that's another sad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another sad display of where our society is. When you go into a dang store and you got to have somebody unlock almost everything. It's really, man, people are actually stealing this item. Oh, no, it's not a sad state of where, not a sad view of where our society is. What's a sad view of where our society is, is when you have to put locks on the front doors of churches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So a place that's supposed to be open for worship around the clock. Yeah. When you have to <laughs> lock a church, you're living in a real bad society. Yeah. And we've been so conditioned to the type of society that we live in that we don't even consider something so small as locking the front doors as a church. And that's not a small thing, in my opinion, by the way. So it is, it's a horrible thing when you have to lock your church doors. That it is. And this is ah. one thing I did not get to look up before. I actually got too tired to do anything was look up this Aldrich Vreeland Act of 1908. Are you familiar with that? I am not. This was the precursor to the Federal Reserve Act, the way I understand it, but I haven't read it. But it's... This Federal Res the Federal Reserve Board, first of all, Although there is a Federal Reserve Act in the United States, it is not a government institution. Okay. It's a yeah. private institution. That institution, or by all rights, should be shut down as of, what was it, 1999? And <clears throat> the people don't know this. So they've been allowed to continue their operations in the United States simply because the people of this country don't know anything about this. It just it's too easy to just believe what's being said on the news or from politicians or whatever than to go check things out. So we just let it happen. And according to Let's see, May 27, 1908, the bill passed the House mostly on a party-line vote of 166 to 140, with 13 Republicans voting against it and no Democrats voting for it. Wow. On May 30th, it passed in the Senate with 43 Republicans for the act and five Republicans joining the 17 Democrats against it. President Roosevelt signed the bill that same night. The act also allowed national banks to start national currency associations in groups of 10 or more with at least $5 million in total capital to issue emergency currency. The bank notes were to be backed by not only government bonds, but also almost any securities the banks were holding. 
The act proposed that the emergency currency had to go through a process of approval by the offices of the National Currency Associations before they were distributed by the comptroller of the currency. That was the beginning of the Federal Reserve because this is this National Currency Association that they're talking about. Yeah. That's the National Monetary Fund. There was Let me ask you a dumb question and I'm going to jump off topic. Does that camera make me look too fat? <laughs> was honest would be preferred <laughs> a geico commercial was honestly really honest honey does this dress make me look that yeah yeah it's just the glasses they, they don't make you slim out enough <laughs> hey i've lost i've actually lost a few pounds in the last two weeks and i still need to get some off of me but i cut the beer out trying to stay busy i went back to drinking whiskey well i'm only having three drinks in the evening that's what i had this weekend so i'm trying to make a major change in my lifestyle bought me some dumbbells with me to, so i'm gonna start working out when i can yeah i'm i gotta of course i'm gonna eat when i can chocolate donuts and coffee <laughs> go wrong as a drunker with chocolate and coffee man but so basically what I've been reading in the Federal Reserve Act, that was our last push for enslavement. And I say last push because really that's, in my eyes, they pretty well had the, uh, the psyops was starting to kick in about them. They were starting their research and all that kind of stuff and behavioral science and what you could do to a large group of people to make them comply. And so with the monetary fund kicking in their operations in this country, that pretty much was the last lock for total slavery yeah. in our country. Now, if we move forward a hundred years, I learned what back in November that Joe Biden was supposed to be pushing for another bill to go through, which would literally shut down the economy in the United States by the middle of the year. Yeah. And I think that omnibus bill was probably it. And I've heard Kevin McCarthy talking about they were going to stop all this useless government spending, but we've got 247 years of evidence that our government doesn't know how to not uselessly throw money away. Congress killed that. No, Congress passed a bill, but the, what Congress passed will never go to the Senate and pass. But <laughs> what the Congress can do is they can fence the money that was appropriated to the IRS to fund the additional 87000 Now, what they mean by fence, the money has already been appropriated, but they can take that money and hold it up. They do not have to give the IRS those funds. So they can fence it off and they need to fence it until next September when they can vote on this bill again and then propose for it to go through the Senate. But we only we, we need more people in the Senate that will vote for it. You mean vote against it? Vote against the extra 87,000. Or vote for the bill that takes away yeah. the funding. And that's going to come into a lot of political strategy, I do believe, on the Republican side in Congress. But 
I'm still not sure that the Republican, I'm not sure that the, the Republican majority has the Republican fortitude to maintain that until September. We're just going to have to see. Either way, I think we're looking now, at, it really doesn't matter what happens, I don't think, at this point in the legislature, because the country has gone far enough now that we're just, everything is moving along as planned by these few people who want to rule the world, and there's nothing that can be done to stop it, which tells me that we just need to be prepared as best we can for life after this. I'm sorry I'm eating on camera, man. I'm hungry. Well, you're making me hungry. <laughs> but, yeah, about the time my belly starts talking to me, man, I can barely drive this truck. Oh, I already. Well, I can drive it, but I can't drive it without my eyes shooting off at every exit. What's over there to eat? What's over there to eat? What's over there to eat? <laughs> then it doesn't do anything but irritate me when I see something over there to eat, but there ain't nowhere to park. So I had to get something to hold me over. But. I would like to say I have faith in the Congress that was elected, but I don't. I just don't have faith in the government. Nobody thereof, and I just I don't know. I think if this central bank digital currency does kick in, or people try to make a run to the bank pull their money and they can't access their money, so that's <laughs> already happened. That's well, already know, happened. But, bank of America and Wells Fargo is already consuming people's money to take it literally take it and that brings me to another thing i've got i don't know you've been with your bank for a while but the last couple of financial institutions i've been with now those who don't know me i travel maybe a mile and a half two miles from my house at any given time i don't do anything i'll go anywhere all my purchases come from the same locations every time and doesn't matter because I'll make three purchases using my card, and then I got to call the bank to get them to unlock my card. Why is this? Fraud protection. I told my bank yesterday, I would appreciate a call. If you think there's some kind of fraudulent activity on my account, you call me before you lock up my card. I, am, I am thoroughly capable of wasting my money or budgeting my money on my own. I do not need your overreaching help to make sure that my money is not fraudulently, fraudulently spent. Okay. Now they told me that I had to call somebody else in the bank to talk to them about it. And I'm like, this shouldn't be a discussion. Well, you don't lock up my happened. card. Yeah, don't lock up my card until I call you and tell you there's a fraudulent expense. But once this started happening, this is when I knew they're fixing to strip everybody of the money they got. Oh, this yeah. is one way to keep you out of your bank account. And it's and this is one of those things that they're doing, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. But this is one of those things that the bank is doing to get you prepared for that day, like you were talking about earlier, Patrick. Lights go cut out one day, and when it comes back on, they're going to say, oh, we don't have any trace of your money. We know how much you had, but we don't know where the money is. Yeah, right? so here's your money in a digital form. Mm -hmm. And now, I could very easily 
be a lazy individual and say to the bank, oh, okay, that's cool. I appreciate y'all doing that for me. But then where is my responsibility in this matter? I'm not going to let the bank sleep on it. Partly because this is money that is paid to me. It is not paid to the bank. Okay. That's my money. So don't touch my money. You leave my money alone. And, and for people that are misconstrued, we are not loving that again. our money. Say that I again. The love. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Can you hear me? Okay. The love of money is the root of all evil. That's right. Us making an adamant stance on our money is it's not, not the us love of money. Loving of our money mm -hmm. is that is call me a good. Not even that is from my my sweat from my brow. I earned that money. Mm -hmm. Money is no different than my motorcycle, my car. Or anything he is my money. It's my money to do what I want, and it's not because I'll get. I'll probably be downright belligerent. I'm not gonna lie. If the banks take my money, there's no probably I mean, to I, it. I've already been that way. Yeah, I'll be very belligerent. I'll become an ICBM when they start messing with my money. That's and that's why I left my last institution because they kept locking up my card, yeah. and they don't tell you. They don't tell you. They don't owe you a courtesy call. They just shut it down. Yeah. And for those of you who have never been in line at the grocery store with $400 worth of groceries, in other words, four bags of groceries, and the bank and the cashier says, oh, your card is declined, and you didn't know it, you haven't experienced it yet. <laughs> and a lot of this stuff on the financial markets is being driven by what's going on in Ukraine. And the media, the Western media, is trying to convince the people in the West, i.e. the European Union, England, mm -hmm. America, Central Latin America, shit like that. <laughs> They're trying to convince us that the Ukraine is winning the war. That is one of the biggest lies. Ukraine is not winning the war. No, Russia, as a matter of fact, is right now getting 600,000 troops together. Now, this is what people need to realize. We got a mad dump of cash going that way, and all it is being laundered and going, mm -hmm. getting kicked back to certain people. All right. Now, where are we getting $110 billion to send? It's the Fed. The Treasury is printing money that we do not have. We cannot cover. It's phony, phony money. money. Yep. All right. Now, another reason this war will be ending sooner than a lot of people or your prognosticators, your alleged intel experts and your retired generals that are saying Ukraine is winning and it's our obligation to fight for democracy and give them help. Poland right now is in the middle of a draft, in a sense. They're calling up, I think, like 150,000, no, 300,000. They right now have 150,000 active in their military, and they're trying to get another 150 for a total of 300,000. <clears> it's going to take close to six months for Poland to actually get their troops trained up and combat ready. Putin wants to be done in Kuwait before Poland does that.
You mean in, now, um, not in Kuwait, in Ukraine. I mean in Ukraine, correct. And Putin himself has even said that the people of Western Ukraine identify more with the Poles. It used to be Poles. Right. The people in Eastern Ukraine still identify as Russians. So Putin says he has absolutely no problem with Poland governing the West. He don't give he a shit about, about the West part of Ukraine. But he is right now putting 600,000 troops on the border. And by the way, and not 600,000 troops who have two moms. Yeah. But this tells me that he is gearing up for a major push. Yeah. He's getting ready to be onto an offensive campaign. And 600,000 tells me that this is going to be. Ukraine's fixing to get wiped out. They're getting ready to be destroyed. And the burn rate comparison. Ukraine is losing eight soldiers for every one Russian soldier. That's all good odds. It is, it is unsustainable. The Ukraine cannot win this war. And Russia is about to put it away. Now, the problem I have with that, and mind you, this is driven by the globalists, by your powers to be. This whole campaign to fight Russia using Ukraine as our proxy, okay? 32 of 32 nations just sent their military generals to include Milly from here to Poland, and the world's generals just had a meeting. So this makes me think that NATO is considering Adopting an Ukraine. attack. Oh. And that will be the beginning of World War Three, Which is, not, yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect. I didn't even know about the generals having this meeting, but. Yeah, they did yeah, last week. For several months. Actually, while, Dave, while Davos was going on, while the World Economic Forum was going on. Yeah, and there has been a lot of talk about the WEF. But here's the thing. Putin, I know it for, well, at least since, what, middle of October. He has been calling for talks. He's ready for somebody to sit at the table and have this conversation. Yep. And nobody wants to have the conversation. I guess everybody thinks they've got bigger cojones or something. I don't know. But well, aside from the talks, if you go back 100 years, these bankers, these wealthy elite who have wanted to control the world for as long as they've been around, they know they can't run the world as long as Russia and the United States are the powers that they are. So yep. even before Putin started calling for talks, there has been a push for the United States to fight against Russia, even to the point of trying to send the propaganda out to the American people that Putin's threatening a nuclear war. And but he's not, thing, Putin, not threatening Putin. Yeah, he does not want to use nuclear arms. That's right. But see, but he is capable. This is the, but this is the problem, and he has already said if Western involvement, then there will be that will be it. That's right. right. But listen, Angela Merkel, even though she's not the Chancellor of Germany anymore, she was the Chancellor of Germany when the Minsk 
Accord was written up, okay? Angela Merkel came out and openly said that the West was never going to honor the Minsk Agreement, that the Minsk Agreement was only to allow Ukraine eight more years to build up their army. This got back to Putin. The idea of Putin going to the table now is not going to happen. It's signed by Russia in good faith. And the West never intended on adhering to the agreement. Putin is now back to get the corner. And if the NATO nations think that they're going to go get engaged in this, the world has a problem. Mm -hmm. I believe that Putin and Russia will die martyrs before they die and let the NATO forces come in and try to destroy them. I believe But they've got every reason in the world to take that stance. And for people that haven't heard this before from us, we are not Putin or Russian sympathizers. Mm. It's not what this is. And Putin tried to get talks before the war ever initiated. Before the first special military operation was conducted in Ukraine. Before they lined up on the border. That's right. He tried to have the Minsk agreement followed through with. But nobody was interested to go to the table except for him. Yep. And those are just facts. That's not being a sympathizer. That's just the facts. Right. Now, the other, there there was a propaganda that already got almost saturated here. When, when Putin was lining up on the border, we started hearing that Putin was threatening nuclear war. I guess that's because we don't understand Russian. That wasn't the case. Putin specifically said, and I would love to say I'm quoting, but I'm not. He said, if anybody thinks they want to start a problem here with nuclear warheads, just remember I'm capable. That wasn't a threat. That was, you leave me alone, get off my back. Yeah, that was a deterrent. Yeah, that was all that was. No different than what we've done. I hate to say it, but in his we've defense, it's a lot works. different. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not kicking in somebody's back door just because he wants to start a war. He's in Ukraine for a reason, and yeah. I think he has a valid reason for being in the Ukraine. And I think he also has a valid reason for calling for these talks for over a year now that haven't happened. And we really I think that avenue. I think the avenue of diplomacy is off the table now for Putin. Who would he trust? Oh, why wouldn't it be off the table? He's tried. He's saying. made efforts. And it's, I'm sure he's thinking, man, I've been trying to get these peace talks done now forever. And all I am able to do now is build most of my troops up in Ukraine. And I know what these people are gunning for. And we're just in a situation now where we just can't avoid it. It's going to happen. I know that the NATO union, NATO, number one, all of the NATO treaty countries need to step back. They need to take a deep breath and they need to be serious about their evaluation of the situation and what the possible scenario is on the other side. This isn't Russia beating America. This isn't Russia beating the West. Russia's not even fighting us. Yeah, this is Russia trying to defeat a very evil, Nazi, inundated, corrupt Ukrainian government that is actually 
run by the West, but he's trying to get rid of basically the genocide of the Russian people in the Eastern part of Ukraine. Before he went into Ukraine, Ukraine housed a very serious threat, not just to Russia either. Oh, no, the world threat with those damn biological labs. Exactly. So, you know, again, not a Putin sympathizer. However, we need to be shaking Putin's hand because he's destroyed a lot of those labs. Seriously. Putin has done more for the world than bad. And people should really, they would be well advised if they would go back and do some honest to God research on the history of the relationship between Russia and America or the Mm, West. That's right. They also need to understand how Putin came to power. Putin was put in power and the green light was given by President Bill Clinton. He was basically chosen to be the Russian leader. By an American president. Correct. The way is attached to one of those secret societies called the Bilderbergs. But Putin, the reason he was the man for the job was he was going to stomp stomp out a lot of what was happening in Russia it was mm-hmm. bad, and he did. His purpose was to actually revitalize their economy. The ruble is doing well now. It's also backed and by the gold standard. That's right. Which means it's a very strong economy. And people need to look at this. This is another reason you have to expect our banks are getting ready to fold under. And the CBDC is about to kick in. Saudi Arabia is already considering, which I think they have already decided, to take other nations' money in payment for oil. The reason we were the world currency was because Saudi said you will pay for oil in American dollars. That's not the case anymore. They're not even providing us oil anymore. They are, but... No, they reduced it so much. It was a slap in our face or slap in Biden's face, not a slap in our face. It's hilarious. I really do think it's funny. We're the ones paying for it, but it is funny. But a lot of, and people need to also look into Eastern European history. They are so ignorant to the fact of the color revolution that took place in 2014. They are so oblivious and ignorant. When the Nuremberg trials came, there were three countries that took the bulk of your Nazis. One was America. Yep. One was America. That's how we went from the OSS to the CIA because of Nazis. That's how we wound the scientists and the physicists to make rockets. That's how we got NASA. That's how we got the CIA. A lot of Germans fled to Argentina. That's actually how we got our H-bomb and our A-bomb. That's correct. And as a matter of fact, Russia was trying to get those scientists also. We just happened to beat them to the punch. But the Nuremberg trial, German Nazis, the ones that didn't go to Nuremberg, had deals with other nations, and that's where they went. Mm -hmm. America, Ukraine, and Argentina. 2014, Victoria Nuland is the one that crafted and designed the color revolution that overthrew 
the democratically elected government in Ukraine. They installed a Western sympathizing president then. Ever since 2014, Ukraine, the Western Ukraine, has been bombing its own people in Eastern Ukraine. Yep. The ones that actually identify as Russians. People also need to understand and realize we are not, and they need to get outraged by this. They keep sending your money, my money, American taxpayer money, actually not even our money, our grandkids' money, our great-grandkids' money over there. And the story they're telling us is that we are fighting to defend democracy. Tell y'all, Zelensky has arrested his political opponents. He has arrested open and free news publications and outlets. He has seized the remaining news and media outlets, which are now government run. He is the last thing from a democratic nation. Yeah. We are not defending any form of democracy over there. It is a dictatorship. I don't think we're really funding anything over there at all. I just think that they're a laundromat. Well, it's a laundromat. I they got to wash, rinse, send repeat. It over there. They send it over there, and boy, it comes back. Yep. You know, when, and I know you keep saying that this digital currency is supposed to be getting implemented, but According to what I'm learning, there are already nine major financial institutions who are already, as the report goes, they're testing the digital currency. Now, these nine major financial institutions, mind you, are part of the Federal Reserve. Actually, just about every bank in the United States is somehow or another tied to the financial. If you have FDIC on that on, on that bank window, it belongs to the Federal Reserve. Yeah, and, you can. You, a lot of your credit unions and places like that are more standalone, and they have to insure their own money. But the the way the Financial Reserve Act was designed, there are ten locations throughout the country that are financial or that are federal reserve locations that are directly tied to the federal reserve bank and i think we can quit calling it the federal reserve bank it's a central bank it's the yeah. one thing that we don't need the one thing that shouldn't even be here right now but it's the way it is these nine major institutions whatever they are they're already implementing the digital currency and bear in mind i've said this before England has already turned in on, no, you know, it's on record. They've turned in all their currency and replaced it with digital currency. And I knew when that happened, we're next. And so just be prepared that those promissory notes you hold in your wallet right now aren't worth toilet paper now, but they're really going to be worth nothing pretty soon. The digital currency is, is, is here, and it's fixing to get. It's fixing to take over. Yep. So y'all better start reading up on trades and special skills that might be of use to somebody. And I don't think playing video games is one of them. No, it's not. And I'll even go so far. Well, actually, I like telling this story. 
when I was writing my book, I had to put it in my book, but I remember one time in junior high school, I called my dad from the office and I told him I didn't feel well. And he said, well, go on home. So I go home and I didn't feel bad. It was just one of those gloomy days and I didn't want to be at school. <laughs> That's all it was. But I went home and I put my Motley Crue record on the record player. For those of you who don't know what that is, we'll just call it an old time CD, okay? And I am jamming out to Shout at the Devil. And dad walked through the door. <laughs> it was like, oops. And I asked him what he was doing home. He said, oh, I'm not feeling too good. Next morning, I woke up with the flu. So I learned the hardest way not to pretend like I was sick. <laughs> and yeah, it'll probably bite you. And yeah, it bit me pretty good. I ended up missing school because I didn't want, even when I didn't want to miss school, now I'm at home sick because <laughs> dad came home sick on a day I pretended to be sick. <laughs> and the lesson I got from that is don't pretend to be something you're not because it will come back and grab you. So all of this that's about to happen, and trust me, the lights are going out eventually. You don't have to believe me. Just trust that it's going to happen, okay? The lights will be going out. And we will be living like they did in the Stone Ages for a while and going to have to learn to adapt. And I promise you, if you're not one of those people who's willing to get up and wash dishes because they're dirty, you're going to be in trouble. If you're not oh, one hell. of those people hell, that hell. wants to go apply for a job and just keep saying, well, I've been trying when you hadn't done anything, get ready. Yeah, but I'll tell you who'll be happy. Your climate. Cool people. Oh, man, they're going to be loving it. Yeah, they're going to be loving protecting the climate, but they're going to be hating their life. Yep. It's sad because it's, I have a feeling there are going to be a lot of talks around campfires like, you remember when we were the land of the free and the home of the brave? That's right. Yep. Now, you're about to see what it's like to be the home of the slaves. It's exactly what it's going to be. And look, all this community talk that we're doing, too. People probably listening to this and going, oh, they're just talking. They're just talking. Okay, we're just talking. Just remember that we talked about it. Community, remember That's that right. word. Go look that word up. Memorize the definition and make sure you don't forget it because I have a feeling you're not going to have a hard copy of it when the lights go out. You need to know what community is, and you're going to have to know how to live in that community. Or you're just going to be one of those people going around blowing people away because they're in your way. And believe me, there's going to be people like me and Patrick who will be waiting for you. So yeah. you better learn what community is. And right now, if you don't know your neighbor, you're not ready. That's all there is to and, it. And the people that will be the law enforcement in those communities will be veterans more than likely. More than and likely. believe me, they are well trained. So mm -hmm. if they have to enforce the law, there's not going to be any watch your feelings. Huh. I guarantee uh, your feelings will be the last thing I'm mind. worried about. And yeah, your feelings are of no consequence to me. They're not going to change the way I operate and they're going to change the way I live. And I'm just going to say it now. I don't care about your feelings. What I care about is taking care of community. And if you have any ideations about disrupting that community, you're going to have a pretty bad day. <laughs> That's all there is to it. <laughs> Yeah.
So, and, I wonder if we can go back to biblical or like Muslim areas. We can just go to the town square, tie them to a damn post, and then have everybody come chuck rocks at them. That day's coming. That, that's pretty much what we are facing right now. And Can you imagine seeing a young metrosexual man with a hair bun being tied to a stake and getting rocks chucked at him? Can you imagine? Boy, he'd cry <laughs> river. Y'all gonna put buckets down there. Desalinate that shit. And, and you'll be able to survival. have drinking water. <laughs> yeah. I look, I was in high school when uh, we showed up for band practice one morning and there was somebody taped to the goalpost. We don't have any idea how long he had been there. We know he wasn't there when we left school the day before, but we showed up on the practice field and there's somebody gray taped to the goalpost on a football field. Huh? I said if his flesh didn't come off, he wasn't there too long. <laughs> he wasn't there too long. But, yeah. He was there long enough tape. to be scared out of his pants, though. <laughs> that duct tape will take it off of you. You know it will. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, yeah, what we were talking about earlier with this digital currency. And I've been saying for a long time, the lights are going out. But you had brought up something that I didn't think about, but it sounds logical enough to me. That once this digital currency does get implemented in, into our way of life fully, I believe, I believe it's going to be completely in place before the lights go out. But whether, whether the lights go out before or after, I don't think it really matters. Because when the lights do go off, they're going to be off long enough for everybody to start getting antsy. And they're not going to be prepared for what happens when the lights come back on. I can promise you that. And I don't think they're going to be on very long. They may be on longer than I expect, but I don't think they'll be on very long before they go out again to never come back on. And I think we'll, I think we'll have continual rolling blackouts, kind of what's going on in some countries in Europe right now, where you just, France is doing it. There's well, yeah, a the, number of places that you light, they just can't use power. They can't use the electric system. It's just, uh, I guess it's California. Is it Arizona? I think they, they constantly have to watch how much water they use. I mean, it's, it, it's become a criminal offense to use too much water. Yeah, that's California. And, and we're starting to see that those countries you just mentioned, they are having that issue with electricity. Oh, yeah. And so for all you people who think fracking is not a good idea, congratulations. Yeah. That's Soon. why Germany is actually looking at trying to bring some nuclear power plants back online. But you're not going to hear about that in our media. <laughs> oh, surely not. I don't think it's going to be on much media anyway, even if it is on the media. It's not going to be readily available. But I just think it's funny that the guys that have their, well, when I say guys, I'm non-gender specific for all of you sensitive people out there. I think everybody that has their eyes open right now, they're going to be the ones to deal the best with this. And, and that's not going to be simple, good. But I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm just going to laugh. Like I said, I got my bag of popcorn. I'm just watching the movie. There you go. Yeah, I think that does need to be clear that those of us who are aware that these things are about to happen, even prepared for these things to happen, it's not going to be easy. Oh, no. It's going to be quite uncomfortable. 
But for those of you who don't even want to look at it, give it up. Game lost. It's over with. Yeah, y'all. Y'all are going to be shocked. And I don't want anybody to suffer, but I also want people to educate themselves, but that's not happening. So you're suffering. If you are one of those that's going to be ill-prepared and suffer due to your willful ignorance and rejection of the truth, I have no pity for you. And you're going to have a very difficult time. And don't expect me to be your go-to for all this information and help, because once it happens, all I'm going to tell you is you were warned. Yeah, and remember, they say there's over a million veterans in the country. So if you think you're going to turn to cannibalism, you might want to ask might want to rethink that if one. The, <laughs> if the guy on your diet, he, is he a veteran? Because he might be old and in a wheelchair and still whoop that ass. <laughs> better, better back up and remember, he is a veteran and old. You see this guy behind yeah. me? That's the way we're going to live it. <laughs> yeah. Hell, even the people that ain't veterans and are old, they don't have the endurance. They don't fight fair. You know what I mean? Exactly they get right. it over with. You're not going to get an old man to come up there and go toe-to-toe with you. An old man's going to bring some stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's coming. Well, that's like I have told people in recent years, I've only got about five minutes of fight left in me, so I'm going to go ahead and take you out in two so I can use the other three to rest. That's right. <laughs> As always, we want to thank you for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please recommend us to all your friends and family. Don't forget to leave your comments in the comments section. Let us know what your thoughts are on today's show. My name is Chris Williams, and on behalf of Patrick and myself, we're the Constitution Commandos, and we're signing off. <laughs>